Hey champions, this is your weekly podcast about Genesis Battle of Champions. And in this cast, we talk about everything related to game design, development, testing, and more for Genesis. I'm Asid, your host and the creator of the game. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Hey champions, in this cast, I wanted to talk about testing. As many of you may know, once upon a time, I had a career as a software tester working for many different startups. I really love the gig and working and testing really led me down some amazing paths. I got to learn a lot about design, development, project management, and everything in between. I am an avid learner and testing was just an amazing outlet for the whole experience. For those who don't do testing professionally, you may not think a lot about it. Honestly, I didn't think a lot about it until I was thrust into the role. There are so many different facets about the whole process and it's amazing. I truly believe that a good tester learns everything about how to test their product, but the best testers learn everything about the product from start to finish, from design, development, to even how they do marketing and releasing a product. Everything needs to be in the domain space of a tester. And I've had a lot of people who think that testing can be done by anyone, that there's this process out there called monkey testing where you just go there and you bang against a keyboard or just play blindly for your game and that works as testing and it's really not what a good tester does so something i've always looked for when we get a new tester into our team is their ability to question the reality around them so when we give them assignments we ask them okay we want you to test this feature about this project and we don't care we want to know do they ask about what they're testing do they want to know what is this product about or um what is this what are we expecting from this but we also really really want to know if they ask the whys why was this product made why do you want me to test this what is there behind this that i really need to know i want them to be questioning everything about the entire system so my process for finding a good QA or good tester was very thorough and I had a really really high bar so the people who I worked with on the QA space were just amazing people because I didn't let people take down take down the value of what a tester really does however there's a sad truth about testing and that it has an insanely high diminishing return and sometimes you just need to know when to quit so one of my favorite quotes of all time is from da vinci and he says art is never finished only abandoned and that's how i feel about testing as well you never really finish the thing that you're testing testing can never be done per se it's just abandoned at some point when you realize that the the return on the time you're getting is way lower than the actual value of it all So I find this really, really intense, especially when I'm testing Genesis. A lot of people ask me about the testing process. How do we make the game balanced? How do we make the entire process fair? And it's a really, really hard question to answer because there's not a whole lot of, uh, like the little details are just so minute and you need to really think about the full spectrum of it all. And one of the big things is they say, why can't you just test every single outcome, every single scenario? Well, that's just impossible with Genesis. I cannot predict every single outcome of the game. And if I could, if anyone could, wouldn't that mean that the game's a pretty big failure? Wouldn't you get bored of it really, really quickly? Like, honestly, 
if you knew every single game, okay, if I play this, they're going to do that, I'm going to do this, like, it just doesn't seem like it would be a fun game. One of the greatest things about card games, why I'm always so drawn to them, is the randomity, the infinite magnitude of the different combinations that could possibly occur. There's this thing out there that says, uh, 52 playing cards. There's so many different possibilities of the way you shuffle a 52 playing card deck that throughout the entire history of 52 playing cards and for the rest of the time, no two decks will ever be shuffled and come out the exact same way. Adhering that you do proper randomized shuffling and all that kind of stuff. But that's a really, really amazing thing to think about. That means two games of Genesis, if you design your decks well, they should never come out the exact same. And that randomity, that unpredictableness, is what makes the game so much fun. That's what makes people come back to it time and time again. So, if you really want the game to stay alive and to stay interesting, you shouldn't be able to predict every single outcome. And if you can't predict every single outcome, how are you going to test every single outcome? This is the reason why testing is such a complex beast and why we need to adopt the good enough philosophy and this is something i tell to my game designers and this is something i'll say openly all the time is that good enough is actually good enough you need to be able to let go and realize you can't test at all so that's what the focus of the rest of this cast is going to be about uh and if you enjoy this idea if you enjoy me talking about some of the testing that goes behind genesis let me know and i'll do more te- uh podcasts about this uh but let's talk let's jump into some more concepts about this good enough so there's a quote by mark cuban and he's one of the sharks on shark tank where he says um perfection is the enemy of profitability at least i'm pretty sure it's mark cuban or could have been someone else but it was one of the sharks and they said this and i loved it i thought it was so true because trying to perfect anything you'll eventually spend more time in perfecting it than you would have in releasing it and actually doing the real work and that time wasted in trying to perfect the product will end up biting you in the ass because you won't be able to get that time back in any ways so creating a game is a really really wonderful process and it could be engaging and fun but testing the whole system is a herculean task and it's really really not worth your time so I know you might hear, and a lot of people say this, and I hear it all the time, is that playtesting is the last 10% of your project, but it takes about 90% of your time. And this philosophy isn't anything new. It's been around for a very, very long time, and it was even there back in the days of designing software. Um, uh, My dad was actually one of the first adopters of of coding. He actually was in University of Waterloo's computer science program before it was even called a computer science program and he was designing code on those little punch cards that you hear stories about and the process even percolates way back then and has been around since the beginning is this idea of the waterfall design the waterfall implementation of products this is where you design a product and you have particular steps that you go through so you'll spend uh two years in initial design and prototyping then you spend you know six months in um user feedback design and then you do six months of a d- uh, whatever and you do all these different steps and one of the big things about this waterfall design is that you don't go backwards in the process 
So when you're in the actual point where you're developing code or you're designing the game, you don't go backwards to doing the research. You move forward because you have to assume that what was done before is successful and that your next step will catch any issues. And in this waterfall design, this um, testing was always put at the end of the process. It was a really, really foolish thing to do because testing is where you found the series of most of your bugs. And then what you'd have to do is you go and test it. Then you have to go back to, you find an issue like some, uh, oh, this button doesn't work or this feature doesn't work the way it was originally described. Then you have to go all the way back to the development process and then do all the other steps in between. And this created a huge feedback loop between finding the issue and getting the issue resolved. You could find an issue one day and it will take three months before you actually got the fix for that issue implemented. And this made testing take forever. It was a very, very long process. So that was the waterfall methodology. And I'll include some links on some of the stuff uh, down below. But the waterfall, it wasn't the worst process. And there was definitely some merits behind it. It's great when you have only one possible release date for your product. And you need to make sure that when you release, it's perfect. But we don't always live in that case and I know in the board game space a lot of times we think that there is but think of some of those older games how many releases of Monopoly have been out there how many releases of Sorry or even more modern games like Catan how many releases have been out there and for that reason we don't always have to think the first shot is our last shot the other thing is we have the internet we can always publish things saying hey keep up to date with what we're doing if you want to see any changes that are happening in the rules or anything that we've implemented later on that makes the game a better gaming experience just follow us online and it's up to them at that point to follow you but it is doable so the pros to the waterfall is that when you release you release a really really solid product the con is that it takes forever uh i've seen people work on the same product for 5, 10, 15 years and you don't get that time back. You could have missed your opportunity of the right release when things were exciting. And right now we're in this time for board games where it is very, very exciting. So release your products or get to a point where you are getting them into people's hands as soon as possible so that you can close the feedback loop. So what is the opposite to the waterfall methodology is the agile process. Agile is a lot more about all of these different phases of development happening concurrently at the same time as tight, the uh, tight communication process as possible. Uh, so once you got an issue found and the testing front, it could be resolved right away. You don't have to go back to the initial design. But one of the keys to agile is that you need to fail quickly and you need to fail often you need to be able to get your product into someone's hand as soon as possible and get them to try the thing out so are we able to implement agile pr uh, processes in modern society well let me show you how genesis was kind of released if you don't know how it was released we released the introductory starter kit um back in october and then the rest of Alpha, we had to release in four phases. We didn't release the entire product until May or June. But in between, we had the initial boost. Uh, so the initial 
a starter kit had about 30 different cards. The first set of booster packs had 35 different cards, so it's only five new cards. The next round of booster packs had 70 cards, and then the final round of booster packs had the full 90 different cards. And we released the set in different phases as we went out. And we were able to do this because of tools like the Game Crafter, who were able to release products on demand. Part of your release cycle, it doesn't necessarily have to be a global release at first. We released Genesis only in the Kitchener-Waterloo area at the beginning, uh, and Brantford, thanks to uh, Heads or Tails. But it was a very, very closed cycle. We failed as soon as possible. We learned as quickly as possible. And then we iterated and we grew so now we're on the point where we're releasing welcome to jlr and our testing process has to change a little bit but we've learned so much from before that we can catch a lot of those issues that we found before and turn them into a smoke test or some way to know we won't make the same mistake twice and i can get into smoke tests and all that stuff later but you want to make sure you're not making the same mistakes twice if you are then what's the point of testing what was the point of it all right you need to make sure you don't make the same mistakes twice uh so we will be implementing a concept that we call uh, that a lot of people call sandboxing where you give people an early access way to play with your product to catch issues as soon as possible because those infinite permutations i was talking about before the idea that you can't test everything that's a you need a way to test majority of it enough that you hit that point of diminishing return and there's no reason to continue testing so this is where sandbox environment can be really really cool and i can dig into that later too but these are the concepts i really really love talking about i really engage in testing and if you are to let me know i will dig into this some more but that's everything for this cast i hope you enjoyed it and if you have any questions, comments, just leave them below or let me know and we'll get back to it later. Thank you. Bye. That's everything for this week's cast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any topic ideas for future casts, make sure you let us know by emailing us at contactus at hauntedcastlegaming.com. Bye for now.